Welcome to the winter sports season finale of this week in Indian Hill Braves athletics here on IndianHillBraves.org and ESP Media powered by Stoddard Sports. My name is Jason Griefer. We're happy to be joined once again by Indian Hill AD Brian Phelps. Uh, Brian, good to talk to you again in the Mother Majors. Not exactly been our friend the last couple of weeks here, but uh, good to be back here with you. And uh, we're wrapping up the winter season here today. You still have a lot to be look forward to in the winter season, but we're, we're wrapping it up here on the podcast. Let's get right into it. We I'd like to start each podcast we've done talking about uh, Raylan Coward and all the things she's done uh, in, in, in an incredible season for her, you know, representing Indian Hill on, in gymnastics and uh, all her great performances on the season. She was in the district championships uh, over the weekend against some very, very high-level competition. Uh, how did she perform there, it, not only from your perspective, but how did she feel she did? And then what's ultimately next for both her uh, and the program? Well, I think if you asked her, she would say she's extremely disappointed. I mean, because her goal was to make it to the state meet. She fell just a little short. She had a really good performance. Um, floor, which is not typically her best event, she did really well on. She had a great uneven bar performance and um, didn't quite get the score that was expected. Uh, I know our coach contested the score and kind of to no avail, but that's, you know, when you're, that's, that's part of it too. You know, it's subjective and um, you just, you deal with it. And um, then on the beam, she had, she had a fall and, and, you know, that I think is what hurt her the most. Um and it's too bad, but that's part of sports. And she will have the opportunity to, to pick herself up and get really excited about making it next year. And we'll see. She was, she was voted first team all district. So that was a, a, a little, a, a little nice, you know, result after all of this. But I think if you asked her right now, that that's not that important to her <laughs> because she's, you know, she's still licking her wounds a little bit, um, so to speak, but all in all, just a great representative of Indian Hill. It was a great opportunity to see her. She, again, district, she, she did really well, just had, had a mistake. And at that level, sometimes that's, that all, that's all it takes. And this was a good year from her transitioning from club to high school. It's different. The, the judges score differently. There are different routines that you need to do. So I think she'll be able to use this year to, to be ready for next year. Let's talk about your uh, wrestling program next. And it's been a while since we've talked about them because uh, back at the beginning of February, they sent, they had to shut down, had to, had to go into quarantine. And so it, it's been a while since they've been able to compete. And now all of a sudden their first time getting back, it, it really in the swing of things uh, comes in the sectionals uh, this weekend. So not exactly a well, warm welcome back into competition, but nevertheless, that's what the schedule's uh, presented itself. Uh, how how have they been in training? How have those training plans evolved? And uh, how are they feeling about getting back out on the mats against outside competition? Yeah, well, they're excited to get back to wrestling. You know, it's it's been a bummer that as much as they've been shut down, but they have been back. They've been back to training. Uh, we expect to have a handful of kids move on and um, – you know, we, we just really don't know. We don't know if that, this means they're going to be fresh and healthy and just chomping at the bit and, and have the best performance they can have, or if, if it's going to be uh, to, you know, just a, a bummer they haven't wrestled and haven't had that experience in it and it hurts them. So, you know, we're not going to know until it happens where we are pretty confident that we have a group of kids that will do well on Saturday and, and move on. But, um, you know, until until they wrestle on Saturday, we just really don't know what it's going to look like. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. When, whenever th- th- this, this wrestling program, I think has been hit as, as hard as anybody in any sport around the area. W- when you look, when you look to take stock of this program at once the season ends, whenever that ends, hopefully not for a while, but when it does end, uh, what what kinds of things and how do you go about evaluating where the wrestling program is given this most unusual year they've had? Yeah, you, you know, I think even looking back on it, we tried to do everything that we thought was right and it still wasn't enough, you know, meaning to keep the kids able to wrestle every week. And it's just the nature of, of the disease right now. You, you can do everything right and it it can bite you. And as we all see, we, we see people being less um, responsible and it doesn't touch them, you, you know, kind of thing. And mm-hmm. I, we just hope from here on out, there's nothing we can do about the past that we give our kids, hopefully a couple more weeks, a few more weeks, whatever it is um, to have the best experience that they can, can have, especially for our seniors. We don't want a stoppage to kind of end their career. Um, and if they get beat, they get beat. That's part of the sport. But, um, you know, again, we're trying to do everything we can to keep them healthy and give them the opportunity to finish the season. Let's move into the pool. And this we, we've talked to, we've talked in the past on the show about how strong your swim and dive programs are both on both sides, both the boys and the girls. And boy, did they show out in, in, in the districts, you know, dominating the districts again. It feels like, you know, and we, we see the results come in and we, and we see, you know, when, when you, uh, when you tweet out the results and whatnot, it seems like you're sending the entirety of your swim and dive programs to the state meet. Like that's how good they've been. It's you scroll through some of the posts. It's, oh, this guy won, or this young lady won, this team finished second, this team finished third. Take us through some of the highlights of the, just the, just the sectional and districts and what you've seen from your team and the way they've just seemingly taken their swim games, if you will, to another notch in the postseason. Yeah. I, I mean, Miami last week was a lot of fun. I volunteered to work the event um, so I could get in the event and I did my job so I could see our kids swim and not everyone had that um, luxury to do that, but for our boys to win the district four years in a row and our girls to win it two years in a row is just, you know, really saying something about our program obviously our kids and our coaches, but, but our program. And, you know, as we walk through the halls today in a parade celebrating our swimmers and divers, we have two divers as well, um, to send them to Canton. Um, just, just an awesome feeling for those kids, you, you know, and it's not like they're all seniors. I mean, it's pretty well balanced and, and we're sending five boys and four girls plus a, an alternate and two additional female divers and those aren't all seniors. And we had some kids at districts that just missed that, that are, are young. And, uh, you know, the, hopefully the tradition continues kind of thing. But very impressive. Gibson Holmes led the way, no doubt. District champ in the butterfly. District champ in the IM. We had some relay champs. We had some second place, third place. I mean, it's so just right up there the whole way. And, you know, about halfway through the meet, we're looking at the team standings. And, you know, we're thinking like, we don't think anybody can catch us. And, and, you know, lots can happen. You can have disqualifications and that throws a wrench into things. And it's like, if we can just finish races, there's no way on the boys' side, especially, that we should lose. And it was just a dominating performance. I think even better than we thought. 
And on the girls' side, what people don't realize all the time, our, our girls perform great, uh, but they also were boosted by our female divers. You know, those diving points calculate into the, the, the overall swim and dive points. And our divers really helped our swimmers be league cha- or district champs again. So talk about a full team effort. You know, relays, you get double points. You have to score well in the relays. We did both on the boys and girls side. You have to have a couple studs. We do. And the result was district champs. And, you know, our boys have a legitimate shot to do well again at state. Our girls do as well. Um, probably not as strong of a chance as the boys, but, you know, our boys were state champs last year. And, you know, you have swim parents that do all the numbers and projections and, and God love those people because they can figure it out to the 10th and they're awesome. Uh, so thank you, Steve Edmondson and, and others. But, um, you know, at the, the points shake out, we have a chance to, to repeat. So we'll just see how it goes. And um, kids are on their way to Canton, as I said. It, it's a bummer. Only one parent per swimmer gets yeah. to go and admin can't go. So it'll be a different feel, but hopefully the same result. You can't volunteer to work up in Canton? Well, I actually tried. Uh, <laughs> I, I thought about that, but I think it's going to be a little stricter. I'd be <laughs> stuck in some locker room watching a live stream. Not So I might, might as well watch the live stream in my office versus a locker room in Canton. <laughs> so get outside of the the projections and those who are putting the numbers together, as you said, kudos to them for, for, for doing that. Just in the way they performed – at the district, as you said, some did better than you thought they even they thought they were going to do. And the, and the, the girls divers help help boost the girls swim team to do what they did in, in the collaborative effort there. Do you feel like you have multiple one or multiple state champions going up to Canton? Yeah, it's you know, our, our relay has a chance. I mean, Gibson Holmes is the sophomore is our best chance as an individual. But, you know, just to kind of the shout out for those guys, it's Gibson Holmes and Will Ford and Gabe Yen. Uh, Dan Edmondson and Ben Starkey, you know, collectively, um, do they have a chance to, to win a relay? They were the 400 relay champs at district. So sure. Why not? Why, why would they not have a chance? And on the girls side, it's uh, Anna Palin, Isabel um, Piver, Kathy Zhao, Marina Oria, Delaney Quincy Altron, and our, our two divers, uh, Maggie Overberg and Josie Festus. So I, you know, those, those kids are in their way to state those uh, that relay and, and, and Gibson are our best chance, you know, kind of thing, but you never know, you know, we have a a 200 free relay that was second place. They they could sneak in there. And, and on the girls side, we had a handful of second and third. So again, you know, you just have your best swim on the biggest stage and then see what happens. And uh, hopefully when we reconvene for the spring sports season, we'll be doing the first episode solely on some of those student athletes winning state championships. But uh, they still got to get the job done there. Uh, let's move on here and let's talk about the basketball teams because they're just get, getting into the postseason. Let's start with the girls first. Win a share of the CHL title. Of course, we, we all know the challenges you know, that, that took place at Indian Hill with the season not starting until, the, until almost the second week of uh, January. But nevertheless, the girls win a share of the league title. Uh, but then see their season end on Monday night in the sectional final to top seeded Roger Bacon. So no shame in that. Roger Bacon's a fantastic team. You've got a very good team uh, yourself there. And you look at the way that things have trended. The the team has now won or shared three straight league titles, and you have a lot coming back. You're going to lose only two seniors off this team going into next year, but you do get Ella Riggs back for for one more go-around. 
this is your first year seeing this team up close and personal. And so I just want to know what your take was in seeing this team perform the way they did in a COVID shortened season. And then what's the off season plan for the program? I, I could not be more proud of both our, our boys and girls basketball program. As you said, as we're talking about the girls, we started so late. Our girls team played as many league games as anybody else in the league in that short period of time. I mean, we're playing three and four games a week and to keep it together and really not be that deep. Um, it, you know, we, we, we did have a JV team as well, but you know, from a varsity standpoint to not be that deep, just in numbers yeah. and to keep those girls grinding every night. Again, like I said, we played as many league games as anybody in our league felt like we were playing every night. We had some big wins at the end to secure our share of the CHL, which, as you said, third year in a row, that's, that's important to us. That That's a, a major goal for our team. Um, we love our seniors. We'll miss our two seniors. But as you said, super excited for those that are coming back. And we had a couple girls not play this year, you know, for different reasons that we hope to get back next year that, that will be big contributors to our team. So, um, you know, I, I expect I expect us to even be better next year. And we had two nice tournament wins, and Roger Bacon's the real deal. They, they we did not play a bad game last night, and Roger Bacon's really good. And kudos to them. And hopefully, they can play for a long time, if not win the state championship, because that's a good team. You know, I, I think I heard they had they have two Division One signees already, and. Um, you know, a girl that broke the Roger Bacon scoring record in our game last night, all-time scoring. So, that, you know, that, that nothing to be ashamed of, um, you know, falling to them. That, that They're really good. But the future is really bright. We're going to be really good. Our coaching staff is very dedicated. We're going to get right back at it um, with open gyms and summer stuff because the girls are begging for it already. It, it, you know, teams aren't always like that. Sometimes it's a deep breath. Season's over. I'm miss. I'm heading heading to my next sport, and there there will you know that's okay too. And we want that, but the girls are chomping at the bit to keep getting better and and to get ready to go. So really excited for for our girls basketball program. Over on the boys' side, pretty darn good result in the in the league as well. You know, w- winning winning the league title and. Now we finally get to see them in action in the, in the sectional. You know, you're going to take on Monroe. Thought it could end up being a third matchup against Taylor, which those are two really tight regular season games, but instead Monroe beats Taylor, so now you get Monroe. Uh, it's been 12 days since the team's last game, and, and like the girls, the boys had to start basically the second week of January and had to play 14, 15 games in the, in the span of a month. I, I just want to know, first of all, with the boys, how welcome has this rest been for them? So we talked a lot about that. You know, since we've talked last, we've had some big wins. We scheduled LaSalle, knocked off LaSalle, um, and and really a good game. And we thank them for playing at us at our place. It kind of gave us some closure for our seniors. And then Northwest, another D1 program. And then we were able to clinch the outright championship against Madeira. So going into the tournament, you know, we, as you said, we had those 12 days and we had discussions. Do we get a game or two in? And we just played too many games in too short period of time. And and we felt that practice and rest and kind of rejuvenating, getting ready for the second season, really second part of our season, what was the best way to go? We flirted around with, with adding a game here or there, but, um, you know, I've trusted our coaches all year long. I mean, they, they've 
12 and two, eight and one in the league. They found a way to get it done on the court. Um, practices have been intense, you know, as, as I watch. So we're, we're challenging each other in practice, but I think it was the right move to take the rest after the, whatever it was, the, you know, 13, 14, 15 games or, or whatever, kind of in those four weeks. So I think we played it right. We're excited to play Monroe. Yeah, we had two nice, you know, a larger win against Taylor at their place and, and beat them at the buzzer at our place. And, and that's a good team, you, you know, and um, we thought that it was a pretty good chance to see them a third time. It's hard to beat a team a third time, but we don't see them. We get a chance to, to get at Monroe. And I know our coaches are doing a lot of scouting right now to give them the best shot we can on Thursday night. Have you gotten a sense maybe in just the last few days of practice that the, that the legs are starting to come back for the guys and that they're ready to get back out there against outside competition? I think at this point, the rest is over and the, and they're ready to, they're ready to get at it. So you see them chomping at the bit this week. It's, you know, starting with yesterday and um, really even the end of last week, they're practicing hard and, and they're ready to see somebody else in a different Jersey for sure. No, we touched on it a moment ago with the girls, but I'll ask you kind of a similar road with the boys. How have they handled uh, such a overloaded season in such a short period of time? Well, I, I think all of our coaches and parents and athletes, it's been such a roller coaster. You know, we started, we stopped, people are frustrated. When can we start again? Are we going to finish? And I think the messaging is, has been we're going to have a season and it's going to, it's going to work out fine. I know it's a bummer right now as we're talking in November or December. And this, that message, I'm not saying that's just for me. I think that's the message everyone is giving that sure. let's take a breath. And as we look back on it, I don't know how anyone can't say we had a great boys and girls basketball season, you know, as we're talking about basketball now, I think all our yeah. sports, you, you could say that, but I think where we are right now, I don't know why you would trade where we are for right now to change the type of season that we had. We, we all know this has been tough on everybody. It's not just Indian Hill. It's, it's everybody. We've done the best that we can for what we've been allowed to do. And, you know, it's kind of a no looking back and no feeling sorry for ourselves. Played a lot of games and a lot of days and we were tired and we found a way to you know, with our backs up against the wall to find a way to win. And now we need to keep finding a way to win as we enter the tournament. We're two thirds of the way through this uh, academic year. We've completed the fall sports season. We're wrapping up the winter sports season here today on the podcast. Obviously some, still some work left to be done from your winter sports athletes, but we, we can also see that spring's right around the corner and spring practices are, are essentially here. Uh, from your perspective, given that we did not have a spring sports season a year ago, you know, around, around this area, uh, is there one thing or two that you're most looking forward to with this spring season? We just got to give the chance of the, the kids a chance to play, you know, things like we maybe normally would not have done, you know, we're out pushing snow off the turf and instead of giving it a week to, to melt because we know those kids need every bit of their season that, that they can get. And, we are optimistic, you know, with teachers and coaches and um, officials getting vaccines and being back outside. We're hopeful that we don't have a pause. Uh, a lot like the fall. We were really lucky in the fall um, yeah. to have a full season. I know we got some good news uh, yesterday, I guess it was, that capacity limits are, are increasing so we can have more people at our events, which is important to our community as well. But our, our thought is to give the kids the best season they can have 
that they can have in the spring, knowing that they really didn't have any kind of season last spring and to make it as memorable as we can. And uh, if they can follow up what the winter sports season has done, it'll be a pretty memorable uh, spring season for sure. But we'll talk about the spring sports season uh, when it arrives. Brian, it's been a lot of fun to talk about the winter sports season uh, here on the podcast. Now, the last two weeks have not been friendly to us, thanks to Mother Nature. But uh, nevertheless, to put a bow on it here today with so many things going on here right now, I, I can't imagine the level of excitement right now around Indian Hill. Yeah, a ton of excitement. And, you know, there's there's one other team that, that I know isn't um, – you know, an OHSA kind of officials, but um, indoor track right now has a, a group of kids. We're still waiting to see who all makes it to head up to Geneva um, at the Spire Institute on uh, March 5th. And um, you know, we've had a, a great indoor track season as well, just like we did cheerleading. You know, they, uh, we've talked about their, their route to nationals in, in April, but indoor track has a, has a chance to do some great things uh, at the state meet here in another week or so as well. And uh, assuming all goes well there, we'll be talking about them uh, in the spring. And uh, with that, we're going to put a bow on the winter sports season. Our thanks to Indian Hill Athletic Director Brian Phelps joining us one last time here on the winter sports season finale of this week in Indian Hill Braves Athletics here on IndianHillsBraves.org and ESP Media powered by Sidearm Sports.